For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Listen up, NFL fans. K just dropped a collection of officially licensed NFL jewelry. Shop your favorite team in the True Fans Fine Jewelry Collection at k.com slash truefans. Gear up for the season and celebrate the love of the game with K. Wounded Warrior Project is working to foster the most successful generation of veterans in our nation's history. One of the ways they do that is through adaptive sports. Veterans are some of the most resilient people on the planet. It's not about what you can't do after experiencing injury or illness. It's about tapping into what you can do. Learn more about how Wounded Warrior Project's adaptive sports programs are changing lives at www.woundedwarriorproject.org sports. This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's about to go. The Buffalo Nerds Sports Podcast Where we talk history of the game numbers and stats And each week we highlight a charity that's doing good If you haven't subscribed yet, then you should Because I'm this, 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 this the, the real deal And you know I gotta shout out the Buffalo Bills Turn it up to the max, sit back and relax This the Buffalo Nerds Sports Podcast Let go! Hey, what is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome into this episode of the Buffalo Nerd, your home for Buffalo Bills football with a charity on top. Brought to you by Minute Media and Fansided. This is going to be the uh, first kind of edition of the offseason report as we kind of talk about free agency, who we should be kind of hoping to keep on this football team that's, uh, you know, got their options to look around and see, uh, you know, what they've done for themselves, if it can get them paid and if they've got uh, different goals in life. Uh, but also this week is the Super Bowl. Um, we obviously were all, I think, hoping to still be chatting about the Bills playing in this game for the first time in forever. But next time, right? Maybe next time. Either way, there's a lot of things that have been happening. Two new coaches st- uh, just moved again this week. Um, you know, So there's still things happening. This team's still going to change. There's a lot of stuff that's kind of coming out a little bit this offseason. So we're seeing some different things. This is Friday, to, uh, you know, February 11th that I'm recording this on. Um, but before we get into all that and kind of like who I think our top target should be um, as we're moving into this, this will just be part one. I'm going to kind of the targets and then the guys I'd still like to see us keep and the guys that I think it's just kind of time to move on. And, um, you know, maybe either some other guys that we could potentially look at letting go um, to get ourselves in a better position to really maybe make some moves with this team in this offseason. But but before we do that, like we always do. We do start out, uh, you know, every week uh, by highlighting a charity. Um, so this week, uh, with all the power outages that were taking place across the country, um, you know, the epic cold freeze that, you know, hit everybody um, and just I know here in the Sacramento area, there's a massive housing crisis. So the homelessness problem um, is still very strong in the United States. So uh, I kind of wanted to find an organization this week to highlight 
that that's involved with that. So uh, the National Alliance, uh, excuse me, let me start over. The National Alliance to End Homelessness uh, is who I chose to go with. They've been around since the '80s, so basically my entire lifetime they've been around. Um, you know, and they they're all across the country, so uh, there's they're implementing different things. But obviously, the main goal is to just end homelessness, and obviously that's a you know that's a big challenge, especially like I mentioned with the you know the housing crisis off the top, but. Uh, they provide a lot of good resources. There's ways for you to donate uh, money. Uh, there's ways to, you know, for you to find out ways for you to donate your time and things like that. So if you head over to endhomelessness.org, again, that's endhomelessness, just like it sounds, uh, .org. Um, you can find out everything about them, how to, do, how to uh, donate and all that kind of stuff. But realistically, this is just kind of the high, also to highlight. You know, that if you look in your backyard, you know, in your, in your local community, uh, there's probably something similar to this, uh, you know, and you know you can help out the uh, people in your local community if that's something that you can do. Um, if not, you know, even spreading the word, raising awareness, uh, you know, you can always do that as well. So make sure you guys head over to endhomelessness.org and check out what they're up to. So let's chat about the Super Bowl real quick. Um, I, I typically am the AFC guy, so I'd go with the AFC team. A um, couple things. I I, I kind of want to see Matt Stafford get one. Um, I, I kind of wish it wasn't with the Rams, obviously, but uh, I feel like he just for the what he endured in Detroit and how, you know, the losing seasons and the guy had opportunities to move and he just stuck it out and he kept playing, you know, and um, I think that'd be cool to see him get one. Um, besides that, I'd be, I'd be OK, too, with tempering the Joe Burrow love off the bat a little bit here if he gets the Super Bowl this early in his career. Um, but if he does, more power to him. and. You know, we got to step up and get one ourselves, but that's really all the, the Super Bowl. I'm, I'll watch it probably, you know, but like, I'm not that in tune to it. So it is what it is. Um, I did see a report that came out this morning though, that I thought was kind of interesting because we got a couple of new coaches, right? A special teams coach moves on. So we bring one in house. Um, which again, I'm very happy about Like I was talking about last week, uh, the internal coaching tree. Uh, I think that's a brilliant piece if you can have that thing kind of churning out talent all the time, because uh, then you're just affecting great play, great coaches to want to come in and be part of that, tr- uh, part of that tree. And they'll take other positions and work behind people because they know what it means as, as you work your way through the system. So, uh, we also brought back Aaron Cromer this week, who, uh, I love, and especially because a couple of the guys that um, I think we should be looking at here, the target is the free agency pool. Uh, I think that he he's going to be obviously playing a big part of that. But interestingly enough, um, as we kind of saw, you know, the offensive line coach leave and those kind of things happen, um, you see the report comes out this morning where Quentin Spain basically just said that he didn't feel like there. It was just he and McDermott didn't see eye to eye. It was finally what took down the whole him being here in Buffalo. And he was confused about why they paid him and they weren't going to use him and they wanted to move with somebody else and some of those things. So this is the NFL. When you're the head coach, there's certain things that you want to do and there's certain things that you want to see. And if you're not getting that, even though you believe the guy is a talented coach or whatever, I mean, sometimes you have to make the move um, to see if what you want is right. And then maybe if it doesn't work, then you back away from it. But either way, I want to talk about the free agents that are available for the Buffalo Bills and who we should be targeting to keep. And this, the first guy that I'm going to say is probably not going to be popular p- opinion because I, I do believe that he is probably replaceable. And for the money that he's commanding potentially now after how he's performed, I think that you could probably do a couple other things. But for me, if we can keep Levi Wallace, 
there's absolutely no reason that we don't keep Eli- Levi Wallace. I think he's performed at a, at a good enough level to be part of this defense because that, to me, is what we're talking about here. I mean, he's 26, 27 years old. We're talking about two, three more years of him being able to play with a con- in the continuity with White and having Hyde and having Poyer for these guys a couple more years. I think that just having that on that back end in the system isn't really necessarily going to change a ton at any point in time here. So I feel like Wallace, even though the market value that they're putting him at now is going to be like north of nine something because of how he performed. He played well. I know that we want to see some elite status guy out there all the time, but remember there's times that Trey White gives up plays. I mean, this is the NFL. The guys on the other side are getting paid too. So Levi Wallace stepping over in what he did proves to me that he is capable of doing it. One, two, that the system is built to allow for things like that to happen. So if we can keep him, I think that Levi should be one of the top targets. Plus he's worked his way up in this system. He's, he's got room to go. I think he can still get better. Um, he could probably get a little bigger, a little quicker still, but he's performing at a level. Now, I do 100% believe that he may get the, unless he just wants to stay here because he has said in the past he's a Buffalo guy. Um, you know, so he may choose to just kind of work a deal here, uh, work the deal here in Buffalo, which I've been hinting to this offseason that hopefully we'll see, but he's probably going to get the go ahead and take a look because there's probably teams that are going to look at him like he's coming from a great culture of a winning defense and he's performing at a high level. So, there's going to be teams that are looking for that as he could be the leader in their locker room. And it's not out of the question. The dude has been around it. He's seen it. So I, I just feel like he should be a, a potential high target for us, or you let him go and see what he can do. And if he does end up going that route where he gets out there and he sees what he can do, then for me, you, you go two routes. You either immediately get in the draft. It becomes a very high priority for you. And you try running that way because you do have the, you know, the senior guys around them. I mean, Dane Jackson performed pretty well out there this year. So you've seen it can do it. So maybe even if you go to a higher level caliber player and, and try that route in the draft, um, you can spend roughly that 9 million that you were potentially going to pay Levi Wallace um, on somebody else. There'll be guys available um, that could easily, like I've, just mentioned because of the situation they're going to be in could probably step in and play well. Um, but on the other flip side of that is maybe you split, you split the difference and you get yourself a couple four to $5 million cornerbacks and, and you go from there and you see what happens. You see who rises to the top and then you've added a little depth and you see who, you know, how things shake out. Maybe Dane Jackson is the guy that steps up and becomes your number two guy. And that's all hinges on how white comes back. I'm, I'm not banking heavily on him coming back as elite as he was right away. Now he's all pro. I expect him to get back to that level, but right away, I don't know. So there might be potential for whoever this number two guy is to have to be up a little more in that number one role than we're, we're anticipating right now. So long-term Levi is a, he, he, we see he can do it right. And especially if there's some other tweaks around him that still get improved I, I think that he he's still the guy. So for me, he would be the number one target. And I I just don't know why he's not going to take a, a little bit less of a deal if we're close. Um, similar to how Milano did. Um, you know, I know I think that a lot of these guys are enjoying playing together. I think there's there's part of that. And if you can get similar money, now granted there's you know, there's tax states, there's things like that, there's different avenues. So you gotta play all that into it too. But for me, Levi Wallace is one. Number two. 
you got to keep Bates around. Um, I just, I don't see any reason why you let him walk. Um, he's been a piece of your puzzle. You've kept him around for years now. He stepped in, he performed well, um, or he at least performed when the offensive line was playing at its best. So whether everybody else's level is that much higher and it made him fit in, that's fine. Um, but either way, he performed at a level that is worth keeping, especially for his age and the price tag that he's going to command because Yes, he played, but he didn't play in very many games towards the end of the season. So he's not going to command a ton of money. But for me, his versatility too, um, especially if Mitch Morris is hitting, you know, the tail end of his career, it's time to start looking at the center again. Uh, and I think there's some huge, um, the, the offensive line is the highest paid unit. Think about that. The highest paid unit and for what we saw with the struggle with at times with pressure and then no run game. Um, I just, I feel like there's some of, there's some changes that have to come on that. And I think part of that was just letting the younger youth, the guys that hadn't played come out and try to earn their spot. And they did. So Bates to me is a, a huge piece that you keep around, especially now that you're bringing Cromer in. Uh, I think that not that we weren't getting a, you know, a good offensive line coaching, but, you know, he's been around and he's, he's proven to have good offensive lines. Even when he was in Buffalo, we had a defense, decent offensive line where there was years where we were running, we were just living on the run heavily. So he, he can, he can be the guy. And I think Bates fits that mold of a guy that we keep around youth, sign him to a th- two, three year deal right now and lock him up and let, and see, improve it. Cause he's, he's proven he can do it. So for him, that that's just youth versatility and number. I mean, yes, could you find other pieces? I mean, we went out and we got Spencer Brown in the draft this year, and he stepped right in, and he's looking like he's going to be the right tackle of the future, right, for the long term, which is partially why I think you keep Bates as well, because I think there's room to move Williams this year, um, just depending on what you're going to be trying to do, because you were paying him similar to like a right tackle, and now he's he's not going to be the right tackle. He's going to be maybe the right guard and a backup right tackle. So something's got to change there potentially when you're looking at 9 million and he's 4% of the cap when he's, he's probably not going to be playing. I mean, look what they did with Quentin Spain that I just mentioned off the top. So they'll move on, especially I think it was like 3 million in dead money. That's not, that's not terrible to to get six back um, potentially. So that's one of the options, but Bates to me, he gets some of that money either way and you keep him around. The third guy is going to be the other guy that went down. I mean, so we'll, we'll see how he comes back. He's a little older, but I think, you know, Ike Bogner is another, is another guy that you keep around. He had stepped in, he had performed, he was performing well. He, he was not one of the guys that you felt like was giving up a lot of pressure in that. Now, was he getting all the push and everything else? No, but when you see the whole offensive line as a one unit, maybe he would have looked like he was at an elite level before the injury. And to me, he's 27 years old. I believe it is. Um, you know, that's two, three more years he's got that you could that he could be a Buffalo Bill here and you're you're creating that continuity on this line and you're keeping these guys together. And he's 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 shown that he can step in and be that guy again off the injury, not gonna be some, somebody that's gonna command a lot of money again, which is gonna be kind of what I think we're gonna have to kind of do here, even though there's gonna be money. We've heard the reports that there's no money and then there's room for money, right? Because there's a lot of guys that they they could make some moves on and yeah you'll you'll lose some cap but you're gonna free up some cash to potentially change what this looks like and get a little younger at some at some spots and this offensive line it could be one of those positions where you you brought in the veteran guys and you did you know you brought in Williams and you brought in you know winners and the guys like that the season before because you wanted 
kind of just professionalism in front of Josh, but now it's Josh is capable of being back there by himself. So now it's time to get youth and elite youth in front of him, if you can, to produce this long-term machine. I mean, if you look at the Giants when they were a Super Bowl with Eli Manning, I think that offensive line played in like every single game for like two, three seasons in a row together, which is like unheard of. But I mean, that's the kind of stuff you you got to be kind of shooting for when you're going through this because that's how you that's how you contend year in and year out. So he'd be three on the list for me. And, you know, that's also we're then looking at shoring up this line for, uh, you know, a pretty good time with especially Spencer Brown. Then you start looking in the draft again, maybe this year at a left tackle, right tackle. I mean, Dion's got two, three, four more years probably in him. I think you can keep him rolling until 32, probably. Uh, somewhere around in there. So, you know, you got a good consistency of three, four years potentially keeping this group together with your quarterback uh, and you alleviate some of the cash. I mean, the highest paid unit is not performing like the highest paid unit and you could really drop some of that cash, go the draft and get more or bring in somebody that's, you know, maybe that next piece that's that backup center, the guy that you're ready to move to that role that's, you know, something along those lines and you let him fight it out with Bakker in there. I mean, I think Feliciano is probably another one of those guys that might, it might be just time to move on um, unless they're willing to play for, you know, like veteran minimum type money. So uh, the fourth one to me, I would, I wasn't hoping that this was going to have to be as big of an ordeal because I, I imagined that he would probably have an opportunity to go somewhere else and that was going to be okay. And that was kind of what we were doing with him for the year. And that's Trubisky. Uh, but he's number four on the list. And on, when I started this, he was number four on the list. And after the way that things have kind of played out, we're, we're, we're looking at now Dable has basically the entire Bills quarterback room minus Trubisky. I um, mean, who knows? Give it time. Right. But like Trubisky to me becomes very, very important to try to keep around. Um, this season, especially. Um, and if you got to free up some money to pay him more to sit there, then you, I think you got to do it because now you're, if you don't have Davis Webb around, I would have felt semi confident with him being able to step in behind Allen, but the role between or the, the gap between Josh and him is way different than it is between him and Mitch. I think Mitch could come in and he could propose a, a very solid game plan and, perform at a very close level to Josh Allen. I mean, he's not going to do everything Josh Allen's going to do. He doesn't have the same arm, but he's going to give you that same game plan ability because he can run, he can do those things. He can, he can make the throws. He can do it, especially if you've got a good offensive line in front of him. So he could do it. But with, with, you know, with Webb, you were going to go down even further, which was kind of going to be okay. But now that he's gone as well, I, you then are making a jump to I'm, I'm looking around the league of thinking who I'd want to bring in. And there's not many people that I would feel would be better served to have than Trubisky. Um, so I think he's important that you try to keep him around or you, I mean, you, you don't really want to necessarily invest draft draft capital in a quarterback when you've, you know, you supposedly got your franchise guy. So you kind of need to be looking around. And I, I just, I don't know who you would go after at this point if Trubisky were to leave that, you're not going to see a significant drop um, compared to where we were sitting, where we had what we had walking into the start of the soft season. So uh, I think it is rather interesting that Dable did take him and now he's got Fromm over there as well. Um, you know, so maybe Daniel Jones is going to get his opportunity, but really he just went there to work with Fromm because he believes in what he could do. I mean, 
Dave was an SE guy, you know, at Alabama. So he, he's f- familiar with Georgia and those things of that nature. So maybe he just thinks that Fromm is a, you know, going to be a better player. But to me now, Trubisky, hope, I, I still am going to imagine they're going to give him an opportunity. Like I, they'll probably tell him, Hey, we're willing to pay you more. But I, I mean, I think there's teams that he could go get in front of right now, again, where he's coming from, you know, working with Josh Allen. Now, I think you'll see some improvement in his game. Um, it was probably good for him to take a step back and see a different way to do it and now get to move forward. So there's some teams that could be using, you know, looking for quarterbacks that he might be an interesting piece. Um, you know, depending on what shakes out in New Orleans with, you know, Jameis coming back. I mean, you, you've got guys there, but are any of them necessarily better than Mitch Trubitsky? Um, I don't know. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out, but those for now would be the top four targets that I really am kind of just like a hundred percent think that we've, we've got to make it work and try to keep them in the building. Um, because one, it's not a lot of money to make all those moves minus the Wallace one. Um, he could get, he could get rich in what he does. Um, but you could off, off kind of offset that in the way that you, you know, you, you make the, the contract, but we'll see. So uh, we'll continue down the path next week as we kind of get into the guys that I'm, I'm really still hoping that we're going to stick around. Um, but you know, I, I can see reasons why they may not, um, but it would be nice to still as well have them back. So we'll get into some more of them next week. Uh, make sure you guys do head over to andhomelessness.org uh, to check out their organization and see what they're up to. I mean, again, around for the 80s, so they're doing something right. They've helped a lot of people and they're doing it all across the country. So a uh, very cool organization over there for you to check out. Uh, make sure you guys are heading over to uh, Buffalo Lowdown. That's Buffalo W Down uh, to check out everything those guys are up to. They'll be putting out, you know, stuff all off season. It's it's been coming hot and heavy already. I mean, the coaching moves, you know, the free agency period is going to heat up, and the draft will be upon us in no time. And I know as a team drafting later on, it it doesn't feel as exciting, but there's there's one or two kids each each time in that that potentially are going to be game changers i mean we saw Rousseau come in and have a pretty productive season basham uh, at times had a productive season spencer brown had a very very productive season so um we can we can see some things happen from the draft too so that'll be exciting but what we do in free agency is going to be very interesting because there's money to move and that could open up a lot of opportunities because i think that there's some pieces that would be cool upgrades for sure um, and for everything about to make sure you guys are following us on, you know, all the major social media stuff, you know, with the YouTube channel, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all those places, Facebook, Facebook page. And of course, over at the Buffalo Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy the show. And of course, go Bills. You just listen to the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe. So you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out. to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.